For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Dennis Cox back with us yesterday. Workday on Gold Show. Today's producing our show once again. And Drake May will not be coming back. Dennis came back. Drake May not not coming back. Only one of us could. It's true. There's this this triangle's only big enough for the one of you. Exactly. Uh, and and Drake is going pro. Not surprising news. Impactful news. Not surprising news is kind of how I would say it. Right. He's going pro because, of course, he's going pro. He's going pro because even Mac Brown said he should go pro. He's going pro because there might not be anyone to play with next year. Tez Walker, gone. Cedric Gray, gone. Amongst others, right? These are guys turning pro. And here's the crazy part about Drake May. Uh, we're, we're already to the point. Usually it comes halfway through the offseason when, when the, the top of the draft board starts getting shuffled in the mock drafts. It happened during the year. Drake May might be the number one overall draft pick. Jordan Reed of ESPN, NFL draft guru expert guy. Uh, draft Nick is always the, the word I use. Played at NC Central, by Pla- the way. Played at NC Central. Even better. Uh, he joined the Adam Gold Show earlier today. This is what he had to say about Drake May and his pocket passing ability compared to Caleb Williams. They come in different shapes and sizes. Caleb is more so of your smaller quarterback at about 6'1", mm-hmm. 215 pounds, while Drake is every bit of 6'4", 230 pounds. So the term prototypical size is going to come into the equation more so with Drake. Right. But I think where the difference lies between the two is um, both of them have mobility. And both of them have very strong arms too. Um, but as far as the in-the-pocket game, I think Drake is a little bit more polished in that facet. You see him going through reads, see reading and, re- and reacting. And Chip Lindsey's offense, I thought he got better as the season went along. And you have to remember that he was playing with not only a new offensive coordinator, but brand new weapons as well. Mm-hmm. Josh Downs, who's turned on to, who turned out to be a really good player for the Colts. He was his best weapon last year. And Tess Walker didn't even play uh, basically the first few games of the season. So he really was breaking in a whole new wide receiver core. And he just got better and better as the year went along. A lot of praise right there for Drake May, which is is great for Drake. Tough to replace for UNC. Now, Connor Harrell is going to get uh, what appears to be a, a bowl game to state his case before Max Johnson comes into the transfer portal. But but either way, you're not going to get Drake May production. right? Go, going from Sam Howell to Drake May, that, that doesn't happen very often. right? You usually don't go from, hey, this guy's going to be a future starter in the NFL to, hey, this guy's going to be a future starter uh, his first day in the NFL, it's it's there's you can't go up, right? It's it's you might go from Manning to Luck, but your next quarterback is going to be you know Curtis Painter or whoever it ended up being, right? Or actually, that was in the middle. Uh, your next quarterback is going to be Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, it thrust in that was actually okay, um, but at some point you're going to stumble into your Matt Ryan, you know, halfway in retirement year, your Carson Wentz years, if you're looking at the Colts. He isn't playing in the bowl game. Drake May isn't. Tez Walker not playing in the bowl game. Cedric Gray is not playing in the bowl game. It's going to be tough 
for North Carolina to not end the season on a whimper. And in n- never before in college football has it been more important to end the season strong. Right? It used to be, well, that's fine if you're entering it kind of on the downhill. As long as your young guys are getting experience, I can benefit you for next year. Now, if you don't end the season strong, it's like, well, why would anyone in the portal come play for you? Why wouldn't people on your team leave into the portal? Why would boosters give money in name, image, and likeness? Right? Well, why would they give money to the collectives if you just ended losing to a rival and then nobody even played in your bowl game? It's a, it's a difficult situation to be in when you end the season on a whimper. So good luck, Mac Brown and coaching staff. Take away uh, you know, your couple of best players. Actually, Omari Hampton's probably in, in that top group. Uh, take away you know, four out of your five best offensive players, three out of your top four best offensive players, however you want to rank them. Mm-hmm. Uh, At least your top two. Or yeah, two, two out of three, three, two or three. Yeah. The, the top three are May, Walker, Hampton. <laughs> yeah. Hampton's coming back. Walker and May are gone. Uh, take away uh, one of your best defensive players and go win a bowl game to build momentum. Good luck. Now, from Drake May's perspective, we, we, we played it earlier, right? He's going to be first or second quarterback off the board in the NFL draft. Panthers fans, just a little side note here, he might end up in Chicago with the Panthers pick. The Panthers may have traded Jalen Carter, Drake May, <laughs> two second-round picks, and DJ Moore for Bryce Young, and there's a significant portion of quarterback evaluators that wouldn't trade Drake May straight up for Bryce Young. There's a significant amount of quarterback evaluators that would have chose Drake May above uh, above Bryce Young last year. That talk about a bet going busto. Now here's the question. Everything I just I just said about about North Carolina struggling to you know capitalize in the portal. Everything I just said about North Carolina potentially ending on a whimper, which is not how you want to end your season when buzz and sizzle is so important in college sports right now. You do have to wonder if they can capitalize on his pro success, or pro prospects, or pro ability. Right? Uh, who was I? I was talking to. Uh, Naheem Hines, Naheem Hines, former NC State running back on the Pack Therapy podcast, which, by the way, everybody, my uh, my Pack Therapy co-host, Mike Glennon, uh, former NC State quarterback, longtime NFL quarterback, it's his birthday today. So uh, go go ahead to, to Twitter and wish him a happy birthday. Shout out to Mike. There you go. Uh, but uh, we were talking with Naheem Hines on the pod a couple of weeks ago, and he said, you know, kind of the quiet part out loud. He's like, everybody in college, their goal is to play at the next level. Like, everybody's trying to play – especially in Power 5, is trying to play in the NFL. Do you think North Carolina can look around at some of these pros that they've created and use that to offset maybe some of the the lack of sizzle, right, where they're telling transfers, hey, transfer wide receiver. If you come here, you only have to play like six games, and we'll turn you into a guy that's skipping the bowl game to go pro. That's what they did with Tez Walker. Hey, quarterback recruit, if you come here, we'll turn you into a pro. Didn't you see what we just did with Sam Howell and, and Drake May? Give us three years of your life. We'll send you into the NFL draft. I don't know. I don't know if they can capitalize on it. I think they'll always recruit well. But they've all, like North Carolina has always had more pros coming out of their program than like the success would indicate. 
Yeah. Right? They, they always have a couple of guys that are in the NFL, and you're going like, they had them for three years, and they their win-loss record was, was blanky-blank, right? Drake May, I believe, had one win over a top 25 team. Never beat NC State. Didn't make it to an ACC championship. Didn't win the ACC championship. Like, that's that's a weird thing to have a quarterback that good. So it's almost like, do you get credit for developing that quarterback into the pro, or do you get the demerit for having that quarterback and not doing enough with it? I, I tend to think you lean towards the latter more than the former. Because let's be real. The moment Drake May stepped on the field, you kind of knew what was up. It's not like, oh, look how much better he got from when he stepped on the field to, to when he left North Carolina. It was kind of like, that guy was pretty darn good when he got there. Right? He came ready-made, microwave. He didn't have to preheat the oven or anything. Thank you for listening to the Best of the Drive podcast. We're here with Coach Pete, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, let's hear about your power plan. Well, Coach Pete's power plan, 22 steps to get you on the right direction for retirement. Also, make sure you have a successful, income-filled retirement. Tim, the next 10 people are going to give that away. No cost or obligation. For the power plan, call 800-691-3215. You can also go ahead and text Tim to 600-700. The phone number, 800-691-3215, or text Tim to 600-700. Riley Leonard commits to Notre Dame. I don't know what it is about, I guess, everyone involved with Duke's team from last year. They like taking their darn time. It seemed like as soon as Riley Leonard hit the portal, everybody knew where he was going. Uh, and he just took, you know, a week and a half, two weeks to, to kick it around before finally making the decision and saying it's now that move. He also, I thought this was weird. Now, now I'm just, you know, confused by the actions of Riley Leonard. He signed an a NIL deal with Gillette yesterday. Yeah. If you were going to commit to Notre Dame, wouldn't you wait until after you do to sign the endorsement deal? <laughs> because, you know, I assume being the starting quarterback for Notre Dame boosts your Q score a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bet Gillette knew that, though. And that's a we like, well, I'm just saying you would think Gillette would want to announce it after the, if they did know. After it was known, because it comes with that buzz, right? Maybe. It'd be a much bigger deal if they announced it right now than when they did announce it because he committed to Notre Dame earlier today. Just something there was a little fishy with the timeline. Now, here's the other part of this conversation. That was just an observation. Now, here's here's where you have to ask. You have to ask about the similarities between Sam Hartman and Riley Leonard. Not as players. I think they're different. Not where they are in their career. I think that that's different. But how bad are the optics of the ACC when it when it looks like they're becoming a farm system for Notre Dame quarterbacks? When it looks like Notre Dame is sitting there uh, as a half member of the ACC, so they're watching these guys on film a lot because they're playing games against a bunch of ACC teams, and and in the the prep tape they're watching these guys, and then they're picking the one they like and bringing them to Notre Dame the next year. Right, they they were a member of the ACC during the COVID year. You know, probably studied a lot of Sam Hartman. A couple years later, they're like, let's go and bring Sam Hartman back. Let's bring him to Notre Dame, and he does. And not only that, he has his senior day when Wake Forest is in town playing Notre Dame. And then what happens? Riley Leonard is in a similar situation where he's amongst the best quarterbacks in the ACC. He may have been preseason. All ACC next year, depending on who commits where and where the transfer portal settles. But uh, 
but now he's going to Notre Dame. I don't I don't if I'm the the Atlantic Coast Conference, I'm working pretty hard to make sure everybody knows that you are not just a feeder conference to Notre Dame. Right? I'm making it very well known that it's like, hey, wait a second. You know, sure, you know, no disrespect to these programs, but Wake Forest and Duke couldn't hold on to their guys. But, you know, Clemson, Florida State, uh, NC State, it, you know, they are maybe a little bit more of a, a program that can afford to keep some of these guys. Maybe NC State, you know, the Devin Leary situation might prove that otherwise, but you get what I'm getting at. The optics of that are very bad for the ACC. And I think you could go in and explain it away, right? What could you say about Sam Hartman? Well, he was there for five years, and and he was the ACC all-time leading touchdown guy, and he had accomplished so much, and he fulfilled his commitment to Wake Forest. It's not really like he left. He was going to go pro and da-da-da-da-da. You can do the same for Riley Leonard, right? Oh, well, you know what? It was the coaching change, and and he didn't want to start over, and the injuries and all these other things, and he he brought the program to a new level, and they had game day and, and all of this. Yeah, but you could also just sit there and say two of the best quarterbacks in the ACC in back-to-back years elected to transfer to Notre Dame and are going to make a good amount of money. It's funny. They don't want to be part of the ACC for football, but they're willing to take the quarterbacks. Oh, you're saying Notre Dame doesn't yeah. want to be a full full member? But they, I mean, that's they're essentially using their half partnership with the ACC as like scouting trips. Oh, yeah. <laughs> who's who's on the uh, Notre Dame? Yeah. Well, I know Notre Dame actually does start the season with Texas A&M, ironically. Yes. So, Riley Leonard is going to be facing his former coach and Mike Elko. But, you know, Marcus Freeman and, and the crew over there at uh, Notre Dame got to see these guys up close and personal. You know, yep. hey, we Notre Dame's like, oh, we, we played at Duke. Oh, yeah, that Riley Leonard guy? Yeah, we liked him. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, they started recruiting him that day. Remember when we got really – Let's be real. Remember when we got really lucky and, and – the Duke defense allowed Sam Hartman to scramble for a fourth and 14. Yeah. If that didn't happen, this guy would have beaten us last year. Exactly. Uh, let's see who they have on their schedule. They have uh, Louisville, Georgia Tech, Florida State, Virginia. Oh, there it is, right? I just saw uh, Calandria, mm-hmm. the, the freshman quarterback for UVA, is is on some all-freshman lists yeah. from this past year. Uh, Notre Dame plays them next year. So if he's having a good season – just, ex- just expect him to jump from UVA to Notre Dame next offseason. There it is. There it is, right? You, you, all you have to do is look around the ACC, find somebody that's uh, set up to be have a really big year, and then just assume they're going to Notre Dame next year. Called it. That's the optics. Actually, yeah, save this. Bookmark it. December 12th, 3.46 p.m. I say uh, Calandria <laughs> in 2025 will be Notre Dame's starting quarterback. Real bold predictions. Real bold, really far into the future predictions. <laughs> Calandria from UVA will be Notre Dame's because I mean there there are there is going to be that element right mm-hmm. where and actually even if they do the 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 proposal from Charlie Baker the lawsuit from Dwayne Carter do go through and and schools can start paying players like out of out of their own pockets rather than depending on fans and collectives to raise the money to pay players uh, if even if that happens and then suddenly Duke becomes the twelfth most uh, rich because of their their financial endowment size uh, school in, in the country, and, and they can actually utilize some of that, uh, Notre Dame is still higher than them, one of the few schools. Basically, a whole bunch of uh, uh, Ivy League schools. There's Stanford, there's Notre Dame, and there's Northwestern, and there's Duke. 
So even if the, they could start pushing their chip stacks around, Notre Dame's still going to have more. Notre Dame is just rich. Flush with cash. Green with Irish. <laughs> so the reason I chose William Peace was because of their stellar game design program. It's very rare to find a game design program in the United States at all, let alone North Carolina. And this place seemed like the right place for me for where I wanted to go and the connections I could make uh, within the program. Turn your hobby into a career in one of the highest paid professions in the country with William Peace University's Simulation and Game Design Program. Master design, 3D modeling, and programming in a state-of-the-art space with the latest and most remarkable technologies available. Find out more at peace.edu.